So on the process of running money, um, you might find yourself working with professional investors who are going to carve out a slice of their existing book of business and turn it your way, which is great. I would do that because they understand the sophisticated language of what it is that you're trying to do. They will understand very, very clearly your way of creating alpha. They will understand your risk-reward reward profile, and they will understand your daily volatility. This allows you to use a little bit of jargon when you're talking with folks because when you're trying to speak to high net worth people, even folks who are worth quite a bit of money, you start talking about trading systems and designs and that kind of stuff. They're going to be looking at you like buckwheat singing the hits. They're like, what are you talking about? So that becomes frustrating. Another thing that you might glean from this is that it might make sense that you're able to say what you do in English without any jargon whatsoever. It's a good experiment. So whether you're not, you're a chart reader or you're purely systematic, if you start throwing out jargon to people, they're going to gloss over. So you have to take the techno speak out of it and be able to talk to them as human beings. And that's a challenge for a lot of people if you spend your day dealing with other traders because there's a shorthand that we use just because that's what we do. It's our vernacular. But if you are a person who has you know, money under management and it's under your discretion and you're doing a good job of keeping your losses small, you're able to navigate some of the more rocky period of time right here and you're able to create the alpha, I will share with you that allocators are looking for talented people. Right? No one's got a monopoly in ideas, and some of these bigger traders are actually too big to be in some of the markets because they're tight, they're small, and if they tried to make an allocation, they'd very quickly become the beached whale. That's where you come in. So you don't get that money overnight because they, they spend an awful lot of time analyzing you as a performer and seeing if this person, you, would fit in with their existing stable of talent. You know what I'm saying? But you'd be surprised, like, yes, yeah, some of the names are big, but they are looking for emerging talent. And that's what they call it, emerging talent, an emerging CTA, an emerging trader. And the world is very, very different. When I started and was coming up, there weren't too many places where you could go to hang a shingle and to start your career. They were not interested in taking traders from, say, zero to 60. They were more interested in providing the resources for people who they knew Maybe they came up through a different channel in the company and they could go from 60 to 100 miles an hour. So it's was, it was difficult. I think it was like the two places where people were looking to be proprietary traders were like working for Ace Greenberg at Bear Stearns, rest his soul, or maybe David Shaw. But that was it. There was not a lot of uh, opportunity out there to go find your way uh, and get training and do all that kind of stuff. So... The beautiful part of it these days is that if you do know how to run some money, and I'm not talking about 5K, I'm talking probably a million, and you have, you know, you know, you probably can show promise in six months, especially given the last two months, but, you know, two years of a, of a track record of discretion where you can actually make money and keep the drawdowns, you will at least have, a, uh, you know, what I would consider a conversation starter. And the good news is that for those of you who are afraid of the phone, have cold caller reluctance, or just don't have the confidence to pick up the phone, I don't mean to say it that way, but that's what you're feeling probably, you can do a lot of it by email, right? So the allocators aren't going to say, great, I've been sitting here waiting for your email. Thank you. Here's 10 million. Go knock yourself out. It starts a process. You know, and that process is a very meticulous process, but you can start it by email, and it gets the conversation going. Um, 
you know, probably a lot of instances you'll never hear back. They won't reply. But for people who are in the business of kind of cultivating relationships with emerging talent, if nothing else, they have an assistant, they have a junior partner, they might have an intern. It all depends on the firm where they're looking for that email and they'll delegate you to, you know, Joe Blow. Send Joe Blow your monthly numbers. And, you know, you send them your breakdown, your spreadsheet, your this and that. And they'll get you in the system and watch your returns and kind of compare you and see how you would mix and match because they're making allocations across many, many managers. So they want to see how the managers perform together in a basket. They're not necessarily looking for you just as a person, no man is an island kind of a deal. But they are looking at you to see if you would fit in with their existing stable, most of whom are probably going to stay. Every once in a while, they have to let somebody go or they're not working out or this and that or the, God forbid, the worst case for everybody is actually the trader blowing up. That hurts everybody. It hurts the client, hurts the allocator, and hurts the business, hurts the client, you know, and again, mostly it hurts the client, um, even if it's a small allocation. We, the, the business that we're in, we need talented people. We need risk managers to outperform cash, right? That's why people make investments so that they can that their money can outperform cash because right now cash doesn't pay anything. It wasn't paying anything when interest rates were high, now interest rates are low. So we need returns. Again, we need risk adjusted returns. So you can learn to even make a basic little PDF one sheet about who you are and what you do, what your assets are, what asset class you're trading, what's your style? Are you discretionary? Are you systematic? Do you use options? Are you trading underlying? And make your case. Um, you can actually uh, go and get a lot of free information. For example, if you're in the commodity space and you go to nfa.futures.org, they have a whole section where you can look at templated uh, documents that you can customize and make your own. They have a templated uh, general risk disclosure document which you have to send to people. I'm not going to get into it here, but that's kind of something that goes out to potential clients if you're registered as a CTA or a pool operator and you're a member of the NFA. Your risk disclosure document has to get in the hands of the client no later than the day that the account is opened and they hire you to run the money. But you can look in that document and say, huh, this is a very far-reaching document and it explains in a lot of stuff. If I can just follow this guideline and fill in the blanks, you can actually kind of create your own little marketing material that discusses what you know how to do, but also what the potential downside is, you know, because that's the whole point of the risk disclosure document. And it also gives you, um, again, I can't get into it here because it's, it's impossible to do just over an audio MP3, but you can look, there's a VAMI calculated, you know, a value um, VAMI calculators in a spreadsheet that will help you calculate your returns in the way that the regulators would want to see it and and follow through from there. Take the first steps, take the actions, right? Because once you start doing that, you'll find that the universe is going to conspire to help you out. But if you're just sitting there looking for handouts, it's not going to come to you. And no one wants to deal with that kind of person either. No one's, I don't want to be handing stuff out. You got to do the work. And if you do the work and you think, well, intentions equal results, right? Where'd you hear that before? I didn't come up with it, but I live by it. So do the work. Take the first steps, even if you don't know what you're doing. You know, you got to grow, and growth is involving pain and fear. And if you're not feeling that, you don't have the right goals. So take a look at that because it's free. You can do a, a lot of work in and around that and kind of start to ask yourself the right questions. You might not have the answers right now, but that's a good thing because at least you know now what's out there. Where do you have to fill in the blanks? 
now you're at least off to a start because you know what the questions are going to be, right? Then two, when you start sending that out, you look like a pro because most amateurs don't know what to go grab and to send. They're sending these long-winded, single-spaced emails with no paragraph separation. That's a gigantic block of text, and you know what happens with those types of emails. It's TLDR, too long, I did not read, I deleted it. And that means all the promise that you have never made it out of the gates when you didn't know how to present yourself. So I'll talk more about that. If you if you have a specific situation, you can write me and let me know because I can speak to it that way. I know hard, it's hard to visualize it when you're hearing it through an audio file, but at least I'm talking about it and putting it in your universe and you can go do some footwork. I'm always happy to help point you in the right direction. That's no skin off my back. And, uh, you know, it's part of the endless amount of resources that I have here that I can't necessarily use for myself, but it might be val valuable for you. So um, that's it for today. Go get your copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading. That's my book, and it's available at Martin Chronicle. All you got to do is to go download it. So boogie down and make it happen. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time.